on the prequel to the 44th episode, we're chatting about female representation and previewing Ella Enchanted. Hello, welcome back to this Films Lit Podcast, where we talk about movies that are based on books. It's a prequel episode. Uh, I said prequel to the 44th. We're not putting movie number episode titles in the episode for the time being, because iTunes is confusing and sent a confusing email about not putting numbers in the titles, but I don't. Then they sent an even more confusing second email about how you can, (laughs) and I don't care, so I'm just going to not put them in. We don't really need them. Yeah, there's no real reason that we need them. They're only really there for like the prequel episodes because I, I call the prequel episodes. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So you may have noticed Mrs. Doubtfire didn't have a number. Uh, I st- will still number them internally, but probably just won't put them on the main episodes. It doesn't matter. It's unimportant and uninteresting. <laughs> so you also may hear a dog barking in the background. Our neighbor's dog is being very loud. If you don't hear it, good. If you do... Uh, there it is. So that's oh, the dog. He's got a lot to say. Got a lot to all say. Right. So that all being said, let's chat about female representation in media. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. All right. Um. So, Katie, I'm going to take this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like by chat, what we really mean is like... Katie gushes about how much this book meant to her growing yes. up is really a, a more apt uh, yeah. sec- title for this segment, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so for today, uh, what I would have really liked to do is talk about female representation in media, um, specifically media geared towards young girls, mm-hmm. um, since we've got a middle grade novel here. Um, The problem that I ran into is that this is really an extremely broad topic, um, and I didn't really know how to begin whittling it down, um, and frankly, I don't really have a ton of time to do that, um, because this is a side project. It's not really my primary thing that I do. Um, And not to mention, there are like so, so many others out there who are much better educated on this topic than I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So instead, uh, what I'm going to do is talk about my experiences with fictional female role models um, and what this book meant to me while I was growing up. I think that will be more interesting to our listeners anyways, (laughs) honestly. I hope so. I hope this is okay. Um, I don't know if we're learning anything per se here. That's why we called it chatting, not learning. It's close. Um, so I'm a 90s kid, mm-hmm. uh, which means that I was growing up in the glory days of the Disney Renaissance, as we both did. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as like movie kind of role models go, you know, I had Ariel, I had Belle, I had Jasmine, um, and I was super into fairy tales. Um, I still am. I, I love fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had those, those kind of like that movie element of it. But as you all well know, I have always preferred books. Yes. Um, sort of the whole premise. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but a lot of the girls that I read about in books and especially in fairy tale books at the time um, came in kind of two basic flavors. Mm-hmm. You had like your more traditional princess types. And then you had your, like, I want to be a knight, tomboy, Arya Stark type. You, you had your Arya's and your Brienne's, and then you had your Sansa's. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so 
the issue that I had was that I couldn't really see myself in either of those mm-hmm. heroine types. You didn't um, fit either A or B there. Yeah, I, I was a quiet bookworm, um, and I, I couldn't really identify with like the very traditional princess types. I had a little more sass than that. Yeah. Um, but I also I wasn't a sport girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never have been. Um, so the heroines who just wanted to like be one of the boys and wanted to like learn how to sword fight and joust and everything, um, yeah, couldn't identify <laughs> with them either. Like just not about it. Yeah. Wasn't for me. Um but then here came Ella Enchanted. Um, and uh, another of Levine's books, The Two Princesses of Bemare. I read that one. Um, you did. I recommended it I to you. I didn't realize that was the same author. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Margaret Peterson Haddock's variant on Cinderella, Just Ella, um, and Hermione from Harry Potter, I would put into this group as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really for the first time, I was reading and I was able to see someone who felt like an accurate representation of me. Um, someone whose personality felt authentic to who I was and how I felt that I might react were I to find myself in one of these stories. Um, and the effect that these girls and these stories have had on me has really been lifelong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a writer now and guess what I primarily write? <laughs> I write fairy tales. Um, and I, I try to write girls who are complex um, and who don't just fall into one of two extreme camps. Um, and I, so I want to broaden this discussion a little bit now, um, because to me, this is kind of an issue that we're constantly dealing with when it comes to female representation, which is that when a girl is supposed to be a quote-unquote strong female character, um, when she's supposed to be tough, the answer is so often to just give her traditionally masculine traits. Like, ah, oh, she doesn't like dresses. She fights. She doesn't talk about her feelings. She drinks whiskey straight. None of those dumb girly drinks. Mm-hmm. All that bullshit. Okay. Um, and, and you know, it is bullshit. Because it's not that women who are like this don't exist or that they are bad characters somehow. It's that this approach sells everyone short. Mm -hmm. Um, It simultaneously degrades traditional feminine traits as dumb and worthless. Like, there's no reason that you can't fight with a sword and like wearing dresses. There's really no reason you can't like both. Yeah. Okay. Um, And it also then reduces traditional masculine traits to a handful of kind of like stereotypical message about what a quote unquote real man is. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are often the most toxic traits as well. Um, So, yeah, I just think it really it sells everybody short. And I I think we need to strive for more, um, especially in media that's geared towards kids. Mm -hmm. I think that's really where everything kind of starts. And if we can be better about that, then media for adults is going to eventually get better as well. Yeah. Um, And to speak then to backtrack a little bit, too, and speak again to the issue of representation, Representation is so important. Mm -hmm. It is so important to be able to see someone who looks like you, who feels like you um, in the media that you're consuming in books and movies on TV and all of that. Um, And it's more interesting. It is. 
like that's that's what makes media interesting is like different types of characters different points of view yeah i don't want to read about the same types of characters over and over again that's boring like come on now yeah and if you're the kind of person not that we have a lot of people who feel that would feel this way but if it's something you think about if you're the kind of person who would say oh well representation's great but i don't need to uh i don't need to feel like the character that represented I don't need to identify exactly what the person represented in my media. Uh, I would maybe take a moment and maybe you have, but to consider if you happen to be the person who has had that opportunity yeah. for most of their life, uh, it tends to not, not, not to not everybody, but it tends to be people who said, Oh, what, you know, the kind of push back and say, Oh, there's representation. You don't, why can't you see if, why, when you're watching a piece of media, can't you just see yourself in sort of the characteristics of that person as mm-hmm. opposed to whether or not they're a man, if a woman, uh, whatever, uh, whatever race, whatever, you know. Um, those people that tend to say that tend to be white, straight people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tend to be. Um, and, I think it's it ta- it's behoove you to kind of take a step back and realize well maybe the reason I feel this way is because I have been represented a lot in co- yeah. in, in media and uh, and so it's easy then to say to kind of lay it out on a blanket and be like oh well you don't need all this representation you've already had that representation and maybe you are one of the truly woke people who doesn't <laughs> need that uh, in any stage of your life but uh, I think it is an important thing. No, um, it totally especially is. for marginalized groups. Yes. Uh it's a little easier to say you don't need representation when you're not a remotely marginalized in any way group. Um but yeah, it's just Yeah. And obviously what I'm speaking to is more of the like character trait. Right. Kind uh, yes, of representation. Yeah. Um and to that end too, I want to say that that is a, a bit more, I think, of like a, a complex way to identify with a character. Yes, it is. Whereas you're going to have an easier time doing that when you're a little bit older and you have consumed a lot more media. Yeah. Whereas like a little kid, they might be looking more for somebody who looks like them. Right. Which is why that's especially important in children's media. Yeah, I agree. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on and uh, preview Ella Enchanted. Some fairy tales begin with once upon a time, some end with happily ever after, and some just throw away the book. Meet Ella. Thanks to a magical gift gone wrong, she's forced to be the most obedient girl in the kingdom. Just admit you're stupid and don't know what you're talking about. I'm stupid and I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, so Ella Enchanted is a 1997 middle-grade novel by American author Gil Carson Levine. Um, It is her first novel, and she's described it as a book that I learned to write novels on. Um, And considering how successful it was, not bad. Yeah. Um, It won a Newbery Honor Award, which is sort of like uh, being a runner-up to the actual Newbery Medal. Yeah, it's like honorable mention, I assume. Yeah, kind of. Um, you still get the little metal on the f- cover of your book, but it's silver instead of gold. Ah, so, yes. <laughs> um, it is a retelling of Cinderella, which is one of the most commonly appearing folktale types um, around the world. Various different cultures um, have their own versions of "quote unquote" Cinderella, mm-hmm. um, and it's also one of the most commonly retold or reimagined fairy yes. tales. 
um, especially in modernity. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of like perpetuates on itself because it gets retold so often that everybody knows it. Yeah. Um, Levine has returned to the Ella Enchanted universe for a few of her other books, including Fairest, which is a retelling of Snow White, and Ogre Enchanted, which is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Um, She initially wrote a 200-page first draft of Ella Enchanted and then threw out 180 of those pages and essentially started from scratch uh, because she felt that some elements weighed the story down, um, including a lot of background on the political system um, in the made-up country of Kyria, I think is how it's pronounced. I guess we'll find out in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of the movie, uh, apparently some similar political elements did make it into the movie script. So you say apparently. Did you have you not seen the movie? I saw it a long okay. time ago. Okay. I saw it in theaters. Okay, and that was the last. Yeah, time it came I've out a lot it. earlier than I yeah. thought. Two thousand four. This was. Yeah, I was four sixteen. So, yeah, yeah. Um, regarding the movie, Levine has stated, "I like the movie." I regard it as a different entity from the book, which is the way I can appreciate it. And I got to tell you, I really appreciate the very subtle shade there. I have a quote at the end of my <laughs> notes here in a second that will also, that is very similar from Levine. And we'll get to it in just a second. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, that was a little bit about the book. Now let's talk about the movie. Enchanted. You are not like other girls. You have no idea. Ella Enchanted is a 2004 film directed by Tommy O'Haver, uh, who's I, or Haver, O'Haver, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, who's directed a handful of things, but not a ton of stuff. Um, an American Crime, which is an Ellen Page movie. Uh, from like 2007, uh, Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss, uh, which was I had never heard of, and is a very interesting. Uh, I'm, it has a very interesting synopsis on IMDb, and Get Over It, which I had also never heard of, which is a Kirsten Dunst Mila Kunis vehicle from 2001. I have heard of Get Over It. I've never seen it. I think it might be a Shakespeare retelling. I wouldn't be surprised. I could be thinking of something else. I wouldn't be surprised. So moving on, because speaking of Shakespeare retellings, this film was written by Laurie Craig and Karen McCullough, the latter of which wrote 10 Things I Hate About You, which, which is, is a retelling of yeah. Taming of the Shrew, uh, and Legally Blonde, um, uh, how the house bunny, mm-hmm. a handful of like kind of like female-centered uh, comedy, kind of yeah, like romantic yeah, yeah. comedies is like kind of what they, she does. Um, which kind of makes sense, I guess, in this regard. I don't. Well, the very little I know about this movie, which is almost nothing other than its <laughs> Cinderella retelling. Um, this movie has a six point three on IMDb. I only bring this up. I normally don't mention the ratings, but I just thought these were relatively low. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a six point three on IMDb and a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think makes it one of our lower rated films. Yeah, it's, overall, it's not one that has been like particularly yeah. beloved yeah. by really anyone. I think uh, it's not one that ever has been on my radar in terms of like. You know, like Princess Diaries, mm-hmm. sort of, it was a big hit when it came out, but also people still yeah. look back fondly on it. This is not one that, I don't no. know how well it did when it came out, I didn't look that up, but it's also not one that I hear people like, oh, it's one of my favorite movies, you know, like, oh, I love I... Ellen Enchanted, the movie. 
And now I I have some bias because this is one of my favorite books. Right. But I remember leaving the theater so utterly disappointed. Okay. Okay. Uh, It stars Anne Hathaway, again, uh, recurring. She's obviously also in The Princess Diaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hugh Dancy, who's a... I didn't recognize him. He's been in some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carrie Elwes, among other people. Um, Carrie Elwes, obviously, is a... Also, this film is lit alum. Yes, an alum. He's a... Wesley. Wesley. <laughs> I can, I, all I could think of the Red Pirate Roberts, and I'm like, what is his name? Yeah, Wesley uh, from Princess Bride. Uh, Hathaway first read the book when she was 16, and she says there was originally a version of the script that was much closer to the book, but that it didn't work as a film. This is according mm-hmm. to Anne Hathaway. Uh, so I'm interested to, uh, this next note, I'm interested to see what this opening shot is because apparently <laughs> the opening shot of the film took six to seven months to create. It mixes live action and models. And during this shot, uh, I assume it's like the story, like the telling of like, uh, Ella's life or something mm-hmm. as a child, because there's two twin babies used in the filming, one that cried a lot and one that was happy. And the Ella enchanted title was strategically t- strategically placed over the baby's face to hide the switch between the two babies. Again, I don't know what any of this means because I've not seen this movie. I don't remember this opening sequence, so I'm interested. But as apparently, well. it took a long time. I'm assuming it's like a very high, like a fast, just from this little bit here, like a, some sort of fast, like montage of mm-hmm. like her life up until we join the Probably, story. Probably, yeah. You like know, like we see her various yeah. parts of her childhood. Like once upon yeah. a time, there was a little girl named Ella, and then like you know, and, and like, the, the book is a bit like that too like the first couple chapters are like kind of vignette-ish if i'm remembering right i'm betting it's like that yeah um at least that's from what it sounds like and so like that yeah like the mix of live action and models makes me think it's lots of like storybook telling Mm -hmm. like quickly like little scene you know kind of interesting stuff um so i'll be interested to see that uh Again, I don't know what this means, but during the fight scene with the ogres, that's a thing that happens, a horse fell on stuntman Rob Inch, shattering his pelvis in 30 places. That sucks. 30 places. 30 places. How do you break your... How do you... I, well, I mean, if he's all, still I suppose a if a horse falls on you, that no, would do it. I know, but I, what's amazing to me in modern medicine, but like you shatter your pelvis in yeah. 30 places. He goes... He He's a stuntman in like the Harry Potter films and stuff. Like, I don't he, know, man. I'm like, how do you walk ever again, yeah, let alone you're still like a stuntman? 30 places, I feel like your pelvis is just crushed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's just, like how do you heal that? Like, I, I don't know. I Who knows? Maybe it's described a little bit hyperbolically here or something you know yeah. but shattering in the 30 pieces to me sounds like it sounds pretty broken sounds real bad <laughs> sounds real bad um and finally and this is going off similar to your quote uh and i actually had your quote there too but i pulled it out um levine states that the film is quote so different from the book that it's hard to compare them end quote and i added on but by god we're going to try we're going to give it our all. We're going to give it <laughs> our, the old college try. I couldn't find a ton of notes on the movie or a ton of stuff on the movie. Again, I yeah. think because it's not like It's this, not, yeah, it's not one that has kind of lasted. It's not a classic or yeah. even like approaching a classic. Yeah. It's just a movie that happened, uh, I think, a little bit of <laughs> kind of <laughs> how it's regarded. Uh, but I'll be interested. I'm interested to check it out because... Uh, especially to see hear or hear your feelings on how it compares yeah. to one of your favorite books. So. This could be a very saucy episode. It could episode. be a very salty episode. I so hope if you, you enjoy, guys are ready. If you've enjoyed our episodes, <laughs> we're a little bit more upset uh, or salty about the the material. This could be one of those, or at least Katie, I won't be because I don't. 
I may I may dislike the movie. Yeah, but you I, might think the movie's just bad on yeah, its own. That yeah, could we'll, happen. We'll see. We shall see. <laughs> uh, so look for that one week from today. Uh, until that time, uh, you can find us on all of the social media, as I always say. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Goodreads, and Reddit. And if you could do this, the great pleasure of leaving us a rate and review on any of the platforms that you download or listen to us on, uh, mainly, namely iTunes or Stitcher, um, but anywhere else that you may find us. I don't know all of the places that you can get us because they <laughs> auto-populate. Some of that stuff yeah. just shows up. Your podcast just shows up places without even you putting it there. So I'm not sure how that works, but <laughs> it does. So uh, anyways, uh, until a week from today, Ellen che- is it on anywhere in the stream? Do you I haven't know? checked yet. You haven't checked yet? We'll probably just rent it from the library or yeah. something. But watch Ellen Chanted and come back in one week. Or reread it. Or reread it, because it's also very short. It is. It's a children's book. Do both. Do Do all the things. (laughs) We're doing it. Why can't you? (laughs) Until next time, guys, gals, non-binary, and everybody else. Keep reading books. Keep watching movies. And and keep keep being being awesome. awesome.